Hey, Domestic Dawn, Josh Landers here for yet another episode of the podcast. It's been a while. It's been a little bit over a month. We've been doing a lot of traveling. We've had people visiting here, and with my anti-work ethic, I just really haven't been, uh, I guess, too on top of getting more episodes out, but I'm back. I'm back now, and I'm looking to do two a week, hopefully, and try to just get some uh, more motivation and, and more episodes out. But this, the next two or three, I'm probably going to chunk it up in maybe the 40, 45-minute uh, segments here. It's all going to be about our vacation we took in Thailand for a little over two weeks. It was a wild trip with a six-year-old and a 13-year-old and my wife and I. So I'll, that's pretty much what I'm going to be detailing the, the entire time. And, of course, I'll go on my usual tangents about uh, living in the fucking Daytona 500 uh, area with loud cars coming by and with bass music, I guess, uh, looking to sell our house yet again, which I mentioned in previous podcasts, but we're now going to put this house on the market in the next couple of weeks and hopefully get going on with that. Uh, but I'm going to devote most of the time to Thailand, to Thailand and the, the heat of that area and me not ever getting to drink Cobra blood. I couldn't find it because we were passing out by nine o'clock at night in the 98 degree heat and I guess they should call it 32, 33 degrees Celsius centigrade. Celsius centigrade, is it the same thing? Uh, but we'll get to that. We'll get to a lot of stuff. All right, we'll get to a lot of things that happened and didn't happen. And just the travel, travel logs with kids in particular. And just me being a dirtbag, beer drinking idiot uh, throughout every country that I've been to. But let's start off with a little soundbite here. A little soundbite that will tease. We're going to do a little teaser. And later on, we'll... You know, just maybe think about what's happening in this segment, in this little sound bite. And let's see if you guys can guess. And later on, obviously, when I go through the travel log, we'll detail what happened. So I understand that was quick. You can hear some screeching. You can hear my daughter's very vocal laugh. You can hear that across from an auditorium. Fucking the Staples Center. You could still hear. I would I would hear her laugh from that far away. You could hear me laughing. You could hear my son laughing who was taking the video. So just a little, like I said, a little teaser. So let's just kind of think about that for a second. What was that? What was happening? Why was my wife screeching? Like, or was that me? That could have been me screeching. I already said my wife, my son was taking the, the picture. He was doing the camera work. So obviously it wasn't him doing the screeching. Could have been my daughter. But hmm. Think about that for a second. But let's now get back to the beginning of the trip. So we took off on the 16th. We knew we were going to have, obviously, a long, long flight. I think with the layovers, it was close to 22 hours. So we knew we were in for a long day. And we'd done this before. We did an overnight trip to Costa Rica. Obviously, Costa Rica wasn't too uh, far. It was a six-hour flight, but we did do an overnight flight. So we we're, were ready just for the the jet lag and I guess just the overall tiredness that we would have, especially with the, the two kids. And the, but they're a little older now since Costa Rica. Uh, Costa Rica was two years ago. So our daughter now, she's getting a little bigger, going on to first grade. My son, obviously now a teenager. So we figured it would've, they, could, they could deal with it. And they've always get, been really good travelers ever since day one. We've traveled with them pretty early and pretty often. Not always flights to international places, but going camping, taking them like I said, at three, four, five months to their first camping trip, 
taking three, four-hour drives here and there just to get out of our element, get out of the house, go see beautiful places. So they should be used to it, and they are used to it. So they're great little travelers. So that day, wake up early. Our flight was, I believe, at 11 o'clock. I didn't document all the times, but I did document just shit that was going on in my head. So bear with me. This will be more bullet points and discussion of those bullet points, of course. Once we left in the morning, my brother was here taking care of our dog, which saved us a good $500, $600 instead of boarding the dog. So that was always nice. And it was nice to have someone that was going to be staying here and watching our shit. We don't have nice shit, but it's nice to have someone that we know and can trust here just in case something does happen. And there were a few things that happened, which I'll get on into later on. Nothing bad. Our house is still here. No wildfires for once in California's history. Not wildfires yet. Cross your fingers. Knock on wood, whatever you have to do, uh, but it hasn't happened yet, but it is still only the middle of August. I just remember the trip. First entry, traffic like a motherfucker in the Bay Area, like always. Always Bay Area traffic. They got to get that shit right. And it's not even the San Francisco uh, Golden Gate Bridge or the Oakland Bay Bridge. This is just leading to not even San Francisco yet. About an hour, forty, about 45 minutes away, but there's always traffic here. So we had to circumvent. We had to go on our fucking Google Maps, uh, our fucking cell phones, which we didn't want to use every single day. We'll talk about the shitty AT&T plan that we got, international plan with our phones later on. But that was stupid. Just the first thing, traffic. Fucking traffic. And my wife's driving, so I'm doing a little bit better. We're excited. Uh, we have our bags packed. I'm checking. We have passports. We have our IDs. We have our debit cards. We have an emergency credit card. We have everything we need packed away. And we did that the night before, two days before, four days before, a week before. We're, we're preparing for this trip for a while. So that was it. Then we get to the airport. And American airports are always a little different, obviously, than foreign airports. But we're used to them. We're used to going through this sort of the TSA area. We're, we're used to going through security. We're used to getting our balls fondled. But weirdly, no balls fondled. I took off my shoes. I went through. Nothing, right? No ball fondling. I didn't have to go through that weird screen or where you put your hands up and a, a fucking thing rotates around you to see if you're carrying any weapons. Didn't have to go through that. As a, actually, for going to San Francisco airport, the SFO, it was a fairly routine, fairly easy get in and get past security checkout. We parked at a hotel a couple of miles away. That was fairly easy. We got on a shuttle pretty quickly. Then we got transported to the airport. Like I said, no nut fondling getting there. But where we did get fondled, where my balls did get raped a little bit. I don't know if we can say that word anymore. Raked instead of raped. My balls got raked was the $12 beer at some little restaurant. $12 for a beer. 12 fucking dollars for a beer. And my wife got one too. I think hers was $10 because it was a little smaller. But 22 bucks for two beers. That's egregious. Then we had to get water before the airplane because we're thirsty, of course. And you know, when you're flying, of course, it takes about 45 minutes to an hour to have the air, uh, you know, get the flight attendants get you your water and your food and your peanuts or whatever it might be. But yeah, we, we, just, we, need, we need to hydrate. That was the theme of this trip, hydration. We knew we needed to hydrate. $5, $5 bottled water. So all in all, before we get, get on that airplane, after spending how many thousands of dollars on a fucking ticket, we're already almost $30 in the hole, or probably past that with the tip we left for the $12 beer. 30 bucks in the hole for two beers and a water. 
That's America. That's what we're fighting for. That's what we are fighting for. Now, got on the airplane. In the back, like usual. We bought our tickets fairly early. But again, we, we never know where we're going to sit. We're not rich. We don't get business class. We don't. We can't get first class, which looks always fucking awesome. We're always just, you know, economy. Everything's economical. In California, you got to be economical, especially if you don't make any money. So we're in the economy class. The dirtbag class is what I like to call it. And I think when you have kids and you put that shit when you're buying tickets on an airplane, I think when they say the ages of the kids, and probably even at fucking hotels, you know, when you're doing Expedia or Priceline or even booking anything at a hotel, they ask, what are the ages of your kids? And if you, if you don't have kids, fuck off. Your life is perfect. But we have kids. And so we always have to put in the age of our children. And when I put in six years old and 13 years old or whatever age your kids might be, I feel sorry for people who travel who have infants because they're fucked automatically. If you put in zero or zero to one or whatever the fucking range is, I don't think you put months in there for your kids. If you put in a one-year-old, you're automatically screwed in an airplane, I think. That's my, that's my understanding. That's my conspiracy theory. That when they see the age of your child, they say, don't put that person near the front. Do not put that family anywhere remotely close to a simple exit after the plane is already done. Ah, fuck. Hold on. God damn it. Hold on. I got to pause. All right, I'm back. Uh, I paused because my son on this laptop, uh, probably last year, two years ago, downloaded something called Steam. It's like a... A video game app? I don't know what the fuck it is. Anyways, you can play video games online. He hasn't used it that much, but it's still on there. We fucking uninstalled it, and it's still... Anyway, that's... Okay. I don't want to get too pissed off at that, but it keeps fucking popping up. So I had to close that off, and hopefully I uninstalled it. So, all okay. right. Where, where was I? Where was I? All right. No fondled balls. All right. Two beer. Uh, $12 beer. $5 water. Okay, we got all that. Oh, back of the airplane. That's what it was. Back of the fucking airplane. So we get our, our tickets. And of course, we're not sitting all together. We didn't know the tickets. We didn't know our seat numbers before we went. So when we check in, we see the seat numbers. They're close enough together. But then we figured out there's two of us that have one seat and then two of us that have one row and the two of us have another. So we're not sitting all next to each other. And when you have a family of four and you're going on a big on a big airplane, uh, international flight, usually they only have four seats in the middle, three on each side. And I always like having the window seats. The middle is okay if we all want to sit together. Uh, but on this trip, it was myself, me by the window, my daughter in the middle, and then my wife directly behind me and my son in the middle of that aisle. So we're, at least we could see each other. We could turn around and look at each other. We can at least associate. But we didn't have all of us in a row, which is fine. It was actually kind of fine. And it was sweet and really nice that my daughter wanted to sit next to her dad, her daddy, for a little bit. And I've mentioned in other podcast before she was i hate daddy uh, get away from me daddy don't kiss me daddy for about a good six to eight months during this last school year and then once summer started she's becoming a lot sweeter she's hugging me she's giving me kisses and she wanted to sit next to me on the first 12-hour flight to tokyo and i said oh okay yeah awesome i'll do that and you know it was it was nice it was nice and luckily you know the the flight was fine we had TVs right in front of our fucking faces, right on the back seat of the chair in front of us, uh, on the headrest. So we're able to just zone out on those. 
My daughter was wearing headphones. She watched, I don't know how many fucking movies on there. I watched, you know, movies here and there. I caught up a little bit on the Game of Thrones final uh, final season, which I haven't watched. And that was all right. Watched like three or four episodes of that. Uh, I don't know what my wife and my son were watching because they were behind us. So they were staring at the back of my headrest and, you know, watching, zoning out, zoning out. And I was always, I constantly think before... Airplanes had those. I know they used to have the screen that would come down in the middle of the plane or, you know, a couple different screens throughout the, the length of the airplane where you could watch movies. Uh, what, did, what did people do before that? I had a book. I had my little uh, travel log, my notebook that I was writing in quite a bit. And sometimes I just turned off the TV and stared out the window. So I guess that's what people did beforehand. And it's always nice on these international flights, for me in particular, right, that they have free beer. And again, this is economy class. Right. So they have free beer on international flights. And of course, did I look that up before we left? Yeah, I looked it up. So if you ever travel on United going from SFO or Bay Area or anywhere in the country, I'm pretty sure. And you're traveling to an Asian country, uh, you get free booze. Well, let me let me restate that. Not free all booze. You get free beer and wine, which is good for me. That's that's good enough. Yeah, I always like having a whiskey on an airplane for whatever reason. I had that streak going on for a long time. But when it's free, it's free. And you know you're going to get the air service, or the food service, excuse me, in the air. You know you're going to get some snacks here and there. You know you're going to get some other beverages. But it was nice to know that, oh, all right, I'm on a 12-hour flight to kick off this vacation. I get free beer all the way to Tokyo. And it's not the case when you come back into America, which I'll fucking touch on later. The cheapness of fucking American Airlines not the actual company, but airlines in America, why don't they serve free drinks from a place to... I don't get it. So you pay so much for this fucking jet fuel that you're flying over. And there's all these conspiracy theories. If, if, are we even flying? Are we even going anywhere? Is the Earth still flat? Is there some sort of NASA-generated sun out there? I don't I don't know. Not going to probably... Oh, maybe I'll get into that later. Who knows? But when I saw that, ah, shit, free beer. Yeah, of course I'm going to get free beer. Sitting there... 37,000 feet in the air. Don't have to worry about shit, right? Don't have to worry about shit except for flocks of seagulls flying into your engine or just dropping down in the sky like a fucking tin can into the ocean. No, we don't have to worry about anything. So just kind of kick your legs back. Well, I can't kick my feet up because I, we're, we're in economy class. So you just kind of, you could cross your feet, right? You can cross your feet under the chair in front of you and relax with a nice, Heineken or a Sapporo or a Sahi, whatever I was drinking on the flight. I, I think it was a Heineken on the way there. For some reason, they still had Americanized uh, owned uh, beer, even though Heineken, I understand everybody's saying if there's some beer nerds out there, Heineken's not from America. Yeah, it is. It is. It's owned by a fucking company and a corporation from Belgium. Everything is owned by one company. So in my mind, it's still an American beer. So I was drinking that, watching TV, talking to my daughter reading her a book here and there, and just relaxing. And it was an actually decent flight there. But the airplane food, airline food, I know this is like a 1980s fucking uh, uh, stand-up joke. It's not good. Airline food, why can't they ever get better? Is there any good, do first-class people get premium food? Do they get better food up there? Do they have like filet mignon and uh, fucking salmon and shit up in first class? Well, whatever we got, it, it was food, but it was barely the essence of it wasn't anything that was probably made by a chef. It was made in a factory somewhere and just put in these little fucking uh, 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 plastic ware. And that's what they were. That's what it was. Uh, I think I got Chinese chicken, quote air quote Chinese chicken for myself. Uh, we got some edamame noodles for my 
daughter just because she likes stir-fry noodles sometimes and butter noodles and things like that. But this had a little stir-fry uh, sauce. Uh, she didn't eat the shiitake or the edamame, uh, but she did eat some of the noodles, so that was good. Uh, I think my son, I don't know what he got. I'm pretty sure he got the uh, Chinese chicken as well. And he spilled soda all over the fucking tray. I don't know how many sodas my son drank on the way to Tokyo. One, he was behind me. Two, he was next to my wife, who usually monitors what he's getting. But sometimes she gets zoned out on the movies, right? She's a little fearful of flying, so she doesn't like to worry about what's going He probably had like seven sodas in that 12-hour flight to Tokyo, which is okay, right? It's a vacation. It's a vacation, and that's all right. So that is part one. I'll get back to... Uh, Part two in a second here of this podcast. Let me just pause and take a drink and figure out what the fuck I'm going to say next. So just enjoy a little, uh, I guess, segment music here or between segment music. And I'll be back in a few minutes here. Okay, let's stop it there. Oh, I think that's the theme of this trip and this podcast in general. What is wrong with me? What the hell is wrong with me? But let's get back to Thailand now. And it was a trip, man. It was a trip. Not like that, hey man, trippy, hippie shit. It was a trip. It was a fucking long, hot, fucking ball, sweat dripping trip. And that's that's just the reality of it. It was fun. I loved it. I, I loved it. Uh, what, what, let me, what's the count? I think we... Did about, let me see, well, the flights alone were close to 40 hours with probably, you know, with all the layovers and other uh, other airports and shit, about 40 hours. Uh, but then with, you know, the train, uh, the shuttle drives, the tuk-tuk drives, the cab rides, all this other shit that we did, I think we did 60 plus hours of travel in 14 days. And in terms of mileage on our legs, I think we walked a good, I'd say, 40 to 45 mile. I mean, probably more than that. I got to check my pedometer. But, you know, who knows how fucking AT&T operates in Southeast Asia um, and how iPhones operate. Well, they own it, right? Doesn't Asia own iPhones now? So it's probably maybe tracks it even better. And our GPS, we're probably even being more surveilled by GPS over there than we were than we are here. But we logged in a good probably 45 to 50 miles. And think about a six-year-old's legs. My daughter's six years old. Think about her legs. 50 miles in a couple of weeks. That's a lot. That's a lot. And not to count just the heat. The heat of the place as well. One day it was 33 degrees Celsius centigrade. Are those the same? 33 degrees Celsius. And that's about, you know, I think it's around 96 degrees. I know, I know, I already mentioned this shit earlier, but I'm trying to figure out the formula still. How do you convert Celsius to Fahrenheit? I don't know. Zero is freezing. What's boiling? I don't know. Uh, so it, it makes more sense, Celsius does, but it was 33 degrees one day, and that was at the beach. So that was a good 95, 96 degree day. I would say at least easily 75% humidity on a daily basis. Bangkok was a fucking disaster heat-wise. 
I, ha- I had to be 85 plus humidity. It just seemed hotter there. Maybe it's with the 8.5 billion or million people that live there, whatever it is in that city, and all the cars and motorcycles and scooters and shit. But it was it felt hotter there. That was definitely the hottest place. So think about that for a second. A six-year-old, a 13-year-old, a fucking gangly couple uh, of parents walking around with these kids. Yeah, it was a trip. That was a trip. So I'm going to try to stay focused. I'm going to try to be succinct. I'm going to try to be as simple as possible because I have this 20, I mean, you can hear me rattling through these fucking pages here, uh, leafing, leafing through the pages. That's the more writerly way to say it. Leafing through these pages. I have 20 something pages of notes out of 14 days and they're not pretty. None of them are good. It's all bullet points, just thoughts that are going through my head at the point at, at that time. Uh, and then again, sometimes trying to reflect on what we did the day before or two days before. So that, that's what we're going to be going through. Just little bullet points, little taglines. And again, I'll go through my little rants and raves. But again, I spent fucking 20 minutes doing this already today. And it, well, at least an hour and a half, actually. 20 minutes of recorded material. That was just blah, 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 blah. Me just fucking going, all right, we did this today. Oh, we did that. T- oh, can you, um, can you imagine how much beer would cost at a San Francisco airport? I'll, I'll probably talk about that too. But just now I'm just getting to the point. Getting to the point, because that's what I need to do with this podcast. To the fucking point. In and out. In and out. Which we had the night we returned from Thailand. The first meal we had after Thailand. Hungry. Jet lagged. Which is not a myth. Everybody, oh, there's no jet Fucking jet lag. Uh, puking sicknesses from three quarters of my family. I was the only one that didn't get actually sick. Meaning vomiting. On the way home, which is uh, amazing. I'm usually the one that gets the weird fucking disease and illnesses or breakage of bones, but I didn't. I was once the lion of the household. I was the uh, the pride of the pride of lions. Uh, so yeah, we'll get into that. But in and out was our first meal back, and it tasted good. I didn't have a hamburger the whole fucking time. I don't think I had beef the whole time we were in Thailand. A lot of pork, a lot of chicken, a lot of fish. Or seafood in general. I'm trying to think if I had any beef. But I'll, I'll recount that. That's where we're going to get to. So bear with me here. Oh, wait. Hold on. I forgot. Let's do another teaser. <laughs> oh, the mystery of it all. Isn't it mysterious sounding? Like a Scooby-Doo episode. Who's going to be Shaggy? Who's going to be Velma? Who will be Daphne? Uh, I guess Scooby, too. Fred. Was that the other one? Then they had the Scrappy-Doo. Uh, just, you know, try to think about what it is. It'll come up later. But let's now, let's, let's get back to the first day in Thailand. Let's get back to the trip. But I do have to give a little preface to this part of the recording. It happened late at night. Uh, kids were asleep. I was in the garage. And I think I was uh, pretty uh, beer deep. I don't know how much beer deep it was, but it was pretty beer deep. So just, it, it gets livelier. Hold on. So we get to Thailand, uh, 17 hours later, or no, shit, fuck, 22 hours later, we get to Thailand, uh, layover in Japan, ate some ramen shit, uh, ate some food, just kind of hung out, and what I really respect and love about international airports is that you can buy a beer from a little kiosk, or a little bodega, or a shop, whatever they want to call them. You could just you could drink a beer while you're waiting for your plane to come into the the port 
right? Why doesn't America do that? Why can't they do that here? In America, you got to buy that $12 beer in the fucking restaurant, sitting there way far away from your gate. And I, I just don't get it. I don't get it. So is this what we're fighting for? Is this what we're really fighting for? Is that you don't have beer rights? You don't have drinking rights? Ah, that's just me. That's just alcoholic Josh talking. Um, so yeah, we got to Tokyo. That was good. And then now on to Thailand. We get to the airport in Bangkok, and it's amazing sometimes. I, I, I amaze myself how my liver must be the size of Nebraska. Because I, I drank through San Francisco to Tokyo. Didn't really fall asleep. I flew from Tokyo to Bangkok, another seven and a half to eight hours. Slept maybe an hour, hour and a half, two hours. My daughter was sleeping on my lap for a little bit, but not much, not much. It's, it's amazing how I could, I, I don't know, I amaze myself. I amaze myself sometimes. So if anybody out there is saying that, Josh, you know what? Maybe you should slow down. Yeah, I should. Josh, maybe you, you can, um, you know, take it easy, get healthy. I am, I'm, I'm the fuck, I am the fucking healthy drunk. That's what I'm talking about. I am the healthy drunk. I don't stop until I'll die at 47 from some weird aneurysm. Um, anyways, that's that's what I found about myself. I'm, I, I don't stop. I just keep going. I could sleep an hour or two, same person. I could sleep seven hours, same person. I, well, I, that's bullshit. I have not slept seven hours in years. So we get to the airport finally in Bangkok. We're all there. We get our bags out. We get off the our fucking waiting because we're you know we're the dirt bags in the back. So we wait and wait and wait and wait for fucking people who cannot get their bags out of the bins for themselves. Their overhead bins. Oh, did I tell you about the lady in, oh, was this San Francisco or Tokyo? I can't remember. There's a lady, they, they're giving free cookies out. Free cookies at this little, you know, store, the, the airport store. So you, you got three, four hours to kill, you walk around. And I'm walking around with my kids. And of course, my daughter sees all these toys she wants to buy for fucking 8,000 yen, $8,000. I don't know. I can't remember what the fucking exchange rate was. But she's walking around. No, you can't get that. My son's looking around. He gets a couple snacks. He bought apple-flavored Kit Kats from Tok in Tokyo. Apple-flavored Kit Kats. Oh, these will be good. And he bought them. He had his own money, which is our money, uh, of course. But he bought them. And he, he, he opened them up. He ate them. And he didn't like them. They were terrible. Fucking apple-flavored Kit Kats. They were terrible. So I, I ate one, and I ate, no, not good. My daughter wouldn't eat them. Uh, my wife wouldn't eat them. He didn't fucking eat. We still have some. We fucking brought them all the way back home. So we got those. We got apple-flavored Kit Kats. But what, what's funny about traveling, in air, especially just in airports, people are fucking cunts. It, cunts are cunts. Uh, just people in general are cunts. So it's late. they're giving like little free samples of cookies, I think they were. And I think this is actually, it might have been in, in San Francisco. This lady got a cookie, 
and my son wanted one. He was behind her, and she grabbed a cookie, put it in her mouth, put a fucking half the cookie back onto the platter, said she didn't like it, and grabbed another one. And I that was it. That was it for me. And my uh, my kid was, uh, can I get one? I'm like, yeah, don't grab hers, her fucking half-eaten cookie. But then she came back. The bitch came back in front of the counter and said she wanted another one. She grabbed another one and ate half the cookie and put it back. Maybe I'm really misremembering a lot of this shit, but that's really how it seemed to me at that moment. I got so, not pissed, but I was like, all right, I'm about to go on a good vacation, good trip. I don't want to like ruin it by me getting pissed off by this lady eating two half cookies and putting them back and really not fucking moving. She didn't move. And I was trying to buy shit. I had a, a beer I was buying. I think I had a bag of chips just for us to, to sustain our, you know, our, our trip since uh, we don't eat for 14 hours in the air you know, just to get us through, through the fucking, through the weight. And she wouldn't move. She would not move. She kept just wavering back and forth, back and forth. I'm like, fucking, it was one of those moments where I could have need somebody. I could have elbowed somebody in the back of the head and just take her out and get the fuck out of the way. But I I didn't do it. I didn't do it. So we waited. We waited. And she got her free cookies. We got our chips and uh, whatever. I think, yeah, I, I think I got a beer. Um, and that was it. That, that was that moment. All right. So that's the end of part one of Thailand. As you can tell, the last 10 minutes is, uh, I guess that would be an after school special, uh, to children, uh, not to drink and podcast. And that was, that was a symbol of that. That was a, that was a sign of that. That was a metaphor of that. That was a metaphor of what you should not be doing while you're podcasting in your garage late at night by yourself, surrounded by alcohol. So I'm going to do another half hour. Actually, I have a two more half hour, maybe 35, 40 minutes scheduled because we haven't even got to Bangkok yet. So the next one that will be coming out in the next couple of days, hopefully, uh, will be all about Bangkok and then the overnight train. I'm on a night train to uh, Chiang Mai, and that was an adventure as well. So a couple of visuals you guys should get in your head, just awaiting and nervously anticipating the next podcast and just with white knuckles waiting for my voice to come back into your ears uh, would be uh, heat and what it does to uh, uh, males ball sacks uh, I, I I do you guys remember silly putty do you remember silly putty because uh, when I was a kid we used to get silly putty in those little eggs plastic eggs and you would take the silly putty out you would stretch it out you would uh, find some Sunday comics and you would, you would press that silly putty against the Sunday comics. I would use that yeah, family circus, maybe. Uh, maybe you would do Hagger the Horrible. Maybe you would do Doonesbury. Whatever it might be. I probably would have done Hagger the Horrible because it would be funny. That was a great comic, by the way. But you would press that. That's what my ball sack felt like. Is that Hagger the Horrible with his Viking hat was just with the spike of the Viking uh, horn, whatever it was, was just yanking on the tip of my tip of my scrotum and just pulling it all the way to the ground and stretching it like the silly putty that I just imprinted his face on. 
So just consider that as a visual. And I'll be back. I'll be back soon. I'm going to uh, get, get, get rolling here, like I said, with the podcast a little bit more. And I have two more parts of Thailand. So just hang in there and come back. All right. See you guys next time.